Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So last week I kind of alluded to the fact that we may be doing a continuation of this whole my 24 hours thing, you know, a part two. And this is somewhat of a part two, but not really. You guys let me know how you feel about it. But um, as I was thinking, I was thinking about the fact of I, I mentioned uh, an analogy in, in the episode last week about NASCAR racing and how they have pit stops and how, you know, during the race they get to pull over. Uh, to, you know, refuel, to change the tires, to do any type of fixtures that they need to do on the car so that they can continue in the race. And, you know, I thought about how, you know, what if they didn't pull over? What if they were afraid to pull over during the race because they didn't want to lose out on their time? And it would lead to travesty, right? Because there's no way that the car, this is the whole reason why they have these pit stops, there's no way that they would be able to keep going at the speeds that they're going if they didn't stop to pull over. Or there's no way that they would be able to continue going if they didn't pull over to get the tires changed because the tires get um, get wore out. And I was thinking about us and I was thinking about that term that we use FOMO, the fear of missing out. You know, it's the whole thing about being afraid to pull over. And I feel like, you know, in regards to statements like the one that we discussed in last week's episode, you know, about everybody having the same 24 hours, it's not the same. And you have a lot of people out there that are afraid of missing out they're afraid of oh if I don't do things like how this person is doing it then I can miss out and and you know miss my opportunity or miss my chance and you know for me it's just like let's let's rewind it back a little bit I think about my kids and I'm gonna use them as an example when they were like toddlers and how it was hard to put them down for bed like they were super tired and my kids are still the same way now we send them to go to bed at bedtime and even though they are upstairs inside their bed they're still not asleep they're awake why are y'all afraid that we about to throw a party you gonna miss out on it I mean that's how I felt like when they were toddlers it's like you know you're sleepy if you would just really like lay down and stop moving you would be out like you would be asleep but you're not because you're listening. You're you're there's something that's still stimulating your mind. There's something that's still stimulating your eyes. You're allowing yourself to stay awake because a part of you is just like, what am I about to miss out on? They're not going to sleep. My parents aren't going to sleep. They're still up, I, you know, and that's one of the reasons why when you're trying to to go to rest, it's good to turn the TV off, put your phone down. You know, if you have some blackout curtains, close them, make it completely dark in the room so that your body can truly like rest and no longer be stimulated because there's just a part of you that's like nope there's something going on I don't want to miss out on it and it prohibits you from resting I mean that's my point my point is 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 that there's so much going on in the world so much that we feel like we need to be a part of that we are afraid of rest now you guys you already know me I'm going to speak from you know my own experience I am going to put the disclaimer out there that you know I can't I don't speak for everybody you know um I'm just going to give my thoughts and opinions uh based off of the experience that I have which is also why I have shared with you guys that I do not 
like using the term common sense because what's common to me is not common to you. You know, the, the way that I was brought up is different the way that you were brought up. Some of us may have similar experiences, but everybody's experience is their own, right? And for me, what I have observed and just in discovering myself as the wife, the mom, and being a boss in my own right, being, you know, my own person and truly being authentically me, what I have learned about myself is, is that I sometimes struggle with rest. I sometimes struggle with pulling over. And if you guys go back to, you know, my episodes on Made Like Martha and talking about being like, you know, super mom and all this other stuff, I talk and share a little bit about how it has been difficult for me at times to stop and be present in the moment. And I tell you guys, I still somewhat struggle with this till today. And it's because like sometimes it is difficult for me to really let down my guard <clears throat> and be vulnerable, excuse me. And I think that's really what it comes down to. It comes down to vulnerability. As much as we try, or again, let me rewind that back. As much as I try or think that I'm being vulnerable or think that I am really allowing myself to, to rest or allowing myself to do things, there are times that I will pick up old habits, bad habits of just being the strong one, doing what I need to do and not pulling over. Prime example is when I'm not feeling well. When I'm not feeling well, it's still somewhere in the back of my mind, Hannah, you can't just completely rest and give up because one, you're stronger than that, <laughs> right? Like I've I boost myself up. I gas myself up in regards to you're stronger than that. Like you're not, you're not that, that sick where you still can't get up and do things. Right. But then what I realize is, is that when my husband is not feeling well, and I, I can't say that all men are this way. I have heard other wives say that, you know, their husbands also become like children when they're not feeling well. Well, I know that that's how my husband is. It's like he wants full on, you know, what is it called? A wet nurse, nurse, whatever. He needs me to become a full on nurse to cater to him when he's not feeling well. And I realized that a part of me has some little resentment towards him for it because it's like when he's not feeling good, he's like, oh, I'm gonna let you know I am not feeling well and that I don't want to leave out of this bed. If you could go downstairs and, you know, bring me my food <laughs> to the bed, that would be great. If you could just allow me to shut down to the world completely and just take care of everything for me, I'd appreciate that. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that, right? Because what is he doing? He's pulling over. He's not trying to continue to move on in the race while he's sick. He's like, I'm not feeling well. I realize that I need rest. I realize that I need to be refueled. I realize that I need time to recover and recuperate. So I'm going to go ahead and rest. I'm checking out. I am not afraid of missing out on anything other than the fact that I want my family around me. And I'll, I'll say that he does not like to be alone. He's just like, I feel like I'm, you know, I, I'm, I don't like to be alone. And who really does? Like, you're not feeling well. You want to be catered to. You want somebody to be there rubbing your back you know, so I get it. But my point is, is that he knows how to pull over. He knows how to fully allow himself to be catered to and just be like, I'm out. Like, I'm, mm -mm. I'm not going to try to do it. 
And some people may look at that as being weak, but it's not. It's actually being strong because you're you're strong enough to say, I'm about to be vulnerable in this moment. In this moment, I'm really going to allow myself to just rest and, and allow myself to fully recover and not have like a half recovery because I'm still trying to work while I'm trying to recover like it kind of defeats the purpose prime example or a, a good analogy for that would be like when my kids um phones go dead and they're like I need a charger for my phone okay here's a charger for the phone but while their phone is charging they're still on their phone so the phone is not able to fully charge or even charge as quickly as it could because they're still on it while it's on the charger and it's the same way with us when we're trying to, when we know we need to rest, but during our resting period, we're still trying to work. We're still trying to do stuff. So it takes you longer. That's me, y'all. I am fully talking about myself because when I am not feeling well, instead of just, you know, pulling an Anthony, and that's what I'm going to call it, instead of pulling an Anthony where I just lay in the bed and allow myself to be catered to or even be fully vulnerable because I think it's a vulnerable vulnerability thing with me allow myself to fully say hey you know what can you go make me a cup of soup or can you go buy me some soup like I know that you may not know how to make it I know that you may not even know where to buy some vegan soup because I got special dietary needs you know I can go and point it out to you this is the kind of soup that you can buy me or, you know, can you allow me to just rest, like have the kids do such and such or you do such and such? And that's the other thing, because I am the house manager. OK, as the mom in the Jenkins household, Hannah is the house manager. She is the one that takes care of everything to make sure that everything is running the way that it's supposed to. And being made like Martha, there's a part of me who is just like, oh, if I am not the one that is managing the house or making sure that the clothes get washed when I get when I fully recover and I'm back to myself I'm gonna come back to there being piles of clothes and let me just pause right here you guys this has absolutely nothing to do with this episode but I just want to tell you one thing that is constant that I have it took me a very long time to realize this and y'all may laugh at me like Hannah why did it take you so long to realize this but Clothes are never ending. There is no such thing as, oh, I washed the clothes, so I'm good for the day. Or I mean, maybe for the day you are, but like I'm good for the week. Because no, I promise you, I wash, I, I literally have clothes to wash every single day. Like it is never ending. That is constant. That is the one constant, never changing situation in my life is laundry. Laundry is here to stay. I just wanted to share that with y'all real quick. <laughs> <laughs> because like seriously I promise I could do I could wash the clothes today and make sure that everybody's stuff is done and by the end of the night there's clothes why because we wear clothes every single day so every single day you take them off you throw them in the dirty hamper and there's clothes and my children they feel like they put clothes on for like two minutes oh let me take this off and throw it in the dirty clothes no it's not dirty like can you just fold that back up and put it in the drawer? But no, it's easier instead of folding it up and putting it back in the drawer because that's something that you decided you ain't want to wear anymore. You gonna throw it in the dirty clothes hamper and make my pile even bigger. Okay, I'm sorry. I digress, y'all. All right, Hannah, get it back together. <laughs> but I just wanted to share that real quick. But like, no, seriously, you know, for me, when I'm not feeling well, 
those are the kind of things that I think about. I think about, okay, if I don't get up and go, you know, do the laundry, there's going to be a load, loads, plural, waiting for me to to have to wash and get through. Or, you know, if I go downstairs I, I or while I'm laying in the bear, I think in the bear, <laughs> while I'm laying in the bed, I start thinking about the, the kitchen and thinking about the fact like, oh, Lord, they down there trying to cook for themselves. There's going to be like pans everywhere, pans all in the sink because these little jokers don't even try to put them in the dishwasher. You know, it's going to it's going to pile up. And so when I come back out of recuperating, yeah, I'm going to have all this strength now to go put it in managing the house and getting the house back in order because when mommy's out she's out this is what I think about when I'm not feeling well so because I think about these things when I'm not feeling well I don't allude or you know let them know how sick I may be feeling and so instead it's like yeah I'm not feeling very well but I'm all right you know like I'm a little stuffy a little congested but I'm all right you know knowing good and well that I would rather be laid up in my bed resting (laughs) pulling the the you know the blackout curtains making the room nice and dark just give me 24 hours maybe even 48 give me a solid 48 hours where you do not mess with me do not call my name do not like just let me rest and in 48 hours I'll be good to go let's get back at this thing but I don't ever do that I don't. And so when, you know, when I see that my husband does it, there's a part of me that's just like, man, man up. (laughs) But that's not fair. But that's what we do. Right. We do that because it's projection and it's us who did not allow ourselves to rest, did not allow ourselves to, you know, be refreshed, did not allow ourselves to kind of go on this hiatus so now when we're giving advice to other people we're telling them to do the same we're telling them you know you don't know rest is for the week sleep is for the week we hustle and we grind like nah you gotta go if you want to secure the bag if you want to make this paper if you want to do this if you want to be successful you got to be willing to sacrifice your sleep really I just recently went to a home going service for a 18 year old because they fell asleep behind the wheel like do you realize how important rest is do you realize how important it is for your body to be given time to recover this is why like after surgery there is a recovery time do you realize like after you have major surgery done to you that if you don't allow yourself to fully recover you won't fully heal and there's a lot of people out here that have had some like or who are in need of some emotional and spiritual and mental surgery and it's it's the same thing it's a lot of people out here that are hurt but because they were not given or because they did not take the time that they needed to recover, to recover from that loss of that job, to recover from that loss of that business that may have failed or not even look at it as a failure, but that business that had a learning opportunity that you need to start over or tweak or whatever it is that you need to do. But because of the loss of the business, because of the loss of the friendship or the relationship that you were in, because of whatever your it is, you are walking around without your full healing. 
and yet still you got people telling you to hustle grind like you can't stay down for and I get it you can't stay down for too long right you can't let life pass you by and when I say that and that's the thing we got all these phrases out here and we got people quoting these phrases we got people living by these phrases and these phrases are jacking them up because we say things like don't let life pass you by so there's that FOMO fear of missing out oh don't let life pass you by like that that's why you the rest is for for the week it's for the weary. You don't have time for that because you're going to let life pass you by. You're going to let these opportunities pass you by. So we were thinking about that. We have that on our mind. And so it's like, oh, I'm hurting. I'm bleeding. But instead of me stopping and, and resting and allowing this scar to fully heal or allowing this wound rather to fully heal so that I can be better, I'm going to keep pushing myself not to let life pass me by. And so I'm going to bleed on other people. I'm going to bleed on my business. I'm going to bleed on this new job that I, because I was hurt at the old job. Or you hear a lot of people talk about church hurt. I was hurt at the old church, but you never fully recovered from that hurt. So now you're at the new church and you got this open wound that you're trying to protect because obviously with an open wound, you can get infection. You can, you can, you know, uh, allow it to injure more. So I'm covering up this open wound and I'm, I'm protecting myself, not allowing yourself to be vulnerable because you didn't allow yourself to fully heal. And so the thing is, is that, yeah, during the healing process, that's, that's, that's for a period of time. That's not for forever. So when people say don't let life pass you by, it may not necessarily come off the right way. <laughs> but what that means or, or to me, what I feel that that means is is like don't stay in recovery longer than you're supposed to because you can get comfortable in recovery. You can get comfortable in in in, in that moment of 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 recovery because it's, it's now a safe space right because it's supposed to be a safe space it's supposed to be a place where you can be vulnerable like you're weak you just had surgery or you were just hurt you were injured so now you're weak that and and what happens like with animals when they you know like elephants they travel in a herd and so what they do is is that they have the the younger ones you know, uh, because they're more vulnerable, they are within the mix of the herd so that the older ones can protect them, right? So it's the same thing. So you're, you're injured right now, right? So you go to this safe space. You go to this place where you can recover. And so you're here and it's comfortable here because you're protected. And sometimes we get very comfortable with those areas and those places that now we're afraid to get back out there. We're afraid to allow ourselves to to keep living. So, yeah, don't let life pass you by because you still have life to live. You can't live inside of the safe space forever. You have to be willing to take the risk. You have to be willing to step back out. Yet, can anybody guarantee that you won't get hurt again? No, no one can guarantee that, you know, it's it's a part of the life experience to go through the growing pains, to to go through the emotions, you know what I'm saying? And you have to be willing to go through that again 
But this is this is the whole thing about learning experiences and why if you change your perspective, you don't have to look at something as a loss, but look at it as a learning opportunity to be better. But yeah, we'll, once you get back out there, once you pick yourself back up and you get back out there after you've had a moment to rest and you go back into the race, into the marathon, when you go back out there, is there a possibility that you would get hurt again? Yeah, but look at the NASCAR rider. I mean, the NASCAR driver. Look at them, right? Has it, for majority of them, does it stop them when they crash? You know what I'm saying? They get back out there again. Oh, they they had a crash. It's, it's all right. Going to fix the car. I go get my rest, get my time to recover and recuperate, and they get back out there for most of them. There may be some that, that you know, I don't really follow NASCAR, you guys, so I'm going to put that out there. But I just know that for most NASCAR drivers, one crash or a couple of crash doesn't crashes. Sorry, y'all. Uh, <laughs> one crash or a couple of crashes doesn't necessarily stop them from getting back out there. I, I was watching um, extreme sports the other day and I was seeing some of the things that these bikers do or, you know, just these extreme skateboard artists. They do some dangerous things and they have crashed, but they get back out there and do it again. And I'm just like, oh, wow, that is an adrenaline rush that is scary as all get out that's not something that I want to do but I'll watch it because it's very interesting but they get back up and they get back out there right they I don't know why (laughs) but they do but we got to be like that too we got to be willing to get back out there but we also got to be willing to rest like don't let someone tell you that rest is not good for you. Don't let someone tell you that, no, nah, you shouldn't be pulling over. You just keep going. No, because that's how you continue to hurt, how you continue to keep your hurt, because now the the wound has never fully healed, so it's sensitive. It's, it, it's, it's a sensitive area now in your life. And then with that sensitive area, because you didn't allow it to heal properly, maybe while it was still open, you bled on other people and now they're hurt hurt people hurt people that's another saying that we say all the time but it's one that I have learned to be true hurt people hurt people because misery loves company another phrase misery loves company so that's why when people are having a bad experience they are quick to go and tell somebody else like oh this is what happened and then if you jump on a bad oh girl for real like oh that. And so now you have a crowd because as much as we say that we like to be loners or as much as some people like to say that, that, oh, I, I got this. I do it on my own. We were made for community. We were made for fellowship. So to have people jump on the bandwagon and feel the same way that we do is comforting. And so if we just a bunch of hurt people, how does that really help anything? But that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't <laughs> I don't really know if this was a a part two or a continuation of the discussion last week, but it was more so just talking about the importance of of rest, the importance of not being afraid to live your own life, not being afraid to do things differently than how other people do it. It's great to get advice, you know what I'm saying, Um, because it. It's good to have wise counsel, 
to have people around you that you're not just making decisions on your own, but it's good to be to to have a wise counsel around you and people who are giving you advice. But also remember that the best advice that you can get can come from God. Right. The word of God says, if any man lacks wisdom, that he can come to God and he'll give it to him freely. You know, and, and y'all know for my longtime listeners, yeah, I'm I'm always going to bring it back <laughs> to the word of God because that's my foundation in my core. And these are the principles that I live by. But all, even though I live by these principles, I still struggle. I still struggle with application sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I'm not perfect. And and so I told you guys, like, for me, it, it is a struggle sometimes to just fully rest. I, and I tell myself, like, Hannah, you have to. You have to rest. You know, I, I did a whole episode on being made like Martha, <laughs> trying to be a little bit more like Mary, you know, to just sit at, at his feet and rest and allow myself to be poured into. And I, and I have, I will say that I have grown in that area. Um, and it's always going to be a, a walk of progression for me in that area. Um, you know, cause learning and growing and developing is something that we will always do. And I think that's something that a lot of us need to realize as well. There is no, like I made it, I'm good. I don't got to do nothing else because now you have shut yourself off from being teachable. Now you have shut yourself off from, from learning anything new. I think as long as you have breath in your body, that is an opportunity for you to learn something new. That is an opportunity for you to continue to develop and grow because that's what living things do. They continue to, to develop and grow and progress until they do reach the end, which means that it's, now the end, <laughs> you know, but basically what I want in, in talking about getting advice is that it's, it's guidance. It's a recommendation that's offered. This is my recommendation to you, you know, is to take rest. What this whole conversation, this whole episode basically is, is just me giving a recommendation. Try rest. You know what I'm saying? Allow yourself to rest. Even if you struggle with it, keep trying. Keep trying until it becomes a part of you that, yeah, I'm a rest. Because rest is necessary. Rest is important. Rest allows you to be refreshed, to be refilled, to be recharged. And, and don't say I'm resting, but you're still working on something else. No, fully allow yourself to rest so you, that you can fully charge. Like if you take that time to rest then the recovery time may be quicker because you're fully focused on resting right now and you're not focused on several other things so that the full charge can't happen. You know, back to my analogy with the cell phone, the cell phone can't fully charge as quickly as it could, as it could if you're on it while it's charging, let it charge, let it sit. You could be without your phone for a little while. Same thing with yourself. Let yourself charge. Let yourself fully charge <laughs> like it's supposed to. You can do without those other things for a little while. And I get it, you know, depending on where you are in life, what you do, you know, for a living, time is everything. Time is of the essence and it's important. But also remember that time is somewhat unforgiving because you don't get it back. You don't. I, I've shared with you guys, if you are a long, long time listener, <laughs> like at the beginning of Hannah's World, I shared a little bit about my experiences 
um, you know, with being made like Martha, you, you guys are going to constantly hear me refer back to that because she is me. I am her. <laughs> but we are learning together. or I am still learning how to not necessarily be less of a Martha, but to be more present like Mary. And, the, and, that, and let me say that, too, because there is nothing wrong with being made like Martha. Because Martha gets things done, right? You got to have a Martha mentality. You got to be willing to get things organized. You got to be, you got to have that it in you to get things done. You have to have that grit. You have to have that, that work inside of you because faith without works is dead. You can't, and then I'm not saying that Mary just sat around and she didn't put her faith to work. No. And see, a lot of times I think Sometimes people pin Mary and Martha against each other like one was better than the other. But to me, in that whole, you know, scripture passage talking about the two sisters, it was showing the balance of life that we need. You have to have that worker's mentality, but you also need to know how to rest and how to be still and how to be willing to be filled and be present because that's what Mary represented. Mary represented being present. She acknowledged that there was a presence, Jesus, that there was a presence in the room and that she did not want to miss out. Ooh, there we go back to that whole FOMO thing again. She did not want to miss out on the opportunity of being in the presence of the one who could give her everlasting life. So she sat. She was like, yeah, I know that we got people at the house. I know that, you know, we probably need to get the food together. We need it. But all of that stuff right now is not important because I need to sit in his presence and in his presence and be present to receive everything that he has to give to me. And see, Martha did not realize that because Martha's mind was more on, oh, we got people at how we she knew hey, Jesus is here. Like, I got to get this stuff together. I got to put in the work. I need to go ahead and lay the table, get all this stuff done. Mary, what you doing, girl? Come. And, and Jesus himself told her that she chose the right thing. Mary chose the right thing. We have to choose to be present and show up. See, and, and I, I say this, oh, this is a lot, um, but I think about parents out there who are working really hard for their kids and and you have a good you have good intentions and a great heart and you're hustling and you're grinding to make things make ends meet for your kids because you want to provide a better life for your kids. You know, you want to provide them with a better life than maybe you were provided for as a child. Whatever your reasons are, you're doing it for your kids. You're hustling and you're grinding for your kids. It's for your kids. And I shared this in in, in the previous ep- episode about my student who was like, yeah, I get it that, you know, going to school, getting my education and my degree in the long run is going to put me in a better position where I can provide for my kids. But right now, this is my current situation. And in my current situation, I can't afford to stop, you know, doing the job that I'm doing right now so that I can make time for school. But what I will make make sure that I'm making time for are my kids. So for her, she was choosing between school and her children because the job she was like right now, I can't give up the job. I can't I'm not in a position to give up the job because the job is helping me pay for my kids. So if I got to choose between my kids and school, I'm choosing to be present with my kids and I'm going to have to put school on the back burner for right now. That doesn't mean that I won't ever go back. And I know I know the statistics that it's harder once a person stops to go back. But for her, 
I got to believe and give her hope and encouragement. Yeah, if you put it on there, put it on your on your vision, but put it on your wall. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to go back as soon. I'm going to go keep reminding yourself that so that it can happen. But I'm just saying, like, for a lot of parents, they're choosing between their kids and work because it's like I got to work to pay for the pay for this stuff for my kids. But I say this to, to also say that your kids just want your time. A lot of times, you know, we as parents, we think that our kids want the stuff. And, yeah, they do want stuff, too. They want nice things because they got to go to school with these other kids who may be teasing them and picking at them because they're not wearing the, the name brand stuff or whatever the case may be, you know. But I and, and I'm not going to tell any parent how to parent. Right. Because I don't want nobody telling me how to parent. You can give me some advice, but don't tell me what I need to do because I am <laughs> the parent of my two. They, they were given to me for a reason. I, I, I was made their mother for a purpose and for a reason. So, you know, I, I truly believe that I already have all that's inside of me to train them up in the way that they should go. But that doesn't mean that I cannot be open to receiving advice or recommendations or whatever. And so all I say to parents out there who are hustling and grinding is have conversations with your kids and ask them, what is it that they want and find out from your children yourself if they want you and your time because I have I know some kids who have said those things like I just wanted my mom to be there I just wanted my dad to be there to show up to the game I'm I'm one of those kids my dad was a hustler my dad grinded you know what I'm saying but it meant something to me every time he was able to make it out to one of my games it meant something to me to have him in the stands when you know um during the football games that the band would go out you know and I would be on the field I wanted him to see what I was doing my mom was always there she was always present so so it wasn't so much about my mom like, even though it was important for me for her to be there as well but I when my even though my mom was there cheering and shouting and screaming and everything and I appreciated that there was still this this void in my life not having my dad there for that even though I knew he was doing something that was going to support me financially but it's not just about the financial support all the time you know what I'm saying it's not and so all I'm saying is is that let's not get so caught up in what we think it should be or how it should be you know let's make sure that we're taking that rest let's make sure that we are being present not only for our kids and for our family, but for ourselves. Make sure that we're there for ourselves, that we're showing up for ourselves and not focusing on what society says. Anyways, I hope you guys got something out of the episode today. It is always my prayer that you do. I would love to hear your feedback and your comments. You can always connect with me uh, via your Insta listener letter. Oh my goodness, I'm tongue-tied. You can always follow up with me uh, through your listener letters at hannahsworld00 at gmail.com or hit your girl up on Instagram at hannahsworld00. Until next time, peace out, world. Oh, 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 oh,